Hello, everyone. Frank and Darren back again. And it's our final day of the 12 Days of Christmas. And we're going to end with one of the most funniest Christmas movies of all time. And that is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I can watch this damn movie any time of the year and always laugh at it, no matter what. How about you? Yeah, and and for us over here, it was released as, under a different title. It wasn't released at Christmas. It was kind of released like the back end of winter or something in sort of February. Um, and it was called National Lampoon's Winter Vacation. Um, I, I, don't ask me why. I have no idea why they missed a trick. You know, they didn't release it before Christmas for whatever reason. I don't know. I think maybe it was a kind of you know mediocre hit in the US, and then they sort of realised that oh shit, we better get this film out there. You know, so so yeah. So we we were late to the party on this. I don't think it was very successful um, in the cinema when it came out. But having said that, it's had a huge life afterwards. It's always, you know, on on uh, streaming services and on the TV over Christmas. It's very prominent on the screen. You know, you can rent this for this amount or this for that amount. Um, it's become a staple over here, a bit like your kind of Christmas story. Yeah. So yeah. I I love it, and there's there's always, you know, there's there's numerous moments in this film that um, that that will appear on my list that I just get so excited about watching every time I put this film on. I think that it's probably, I think, my second favourite in the um, Vacation movies. Uh, it's certainly better than Vegas and <laughs> on on most days it's, um, it's better than um, European Vacation. Not as good as the original? Um, no, I don't think so. But okay. it's still yeah. it, there's a lot of the elements of that original in here, I think. So before people hate us for watching yeah. original movies, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. No, no. Okay. Um, so your best character, Clark, for sure. Right from the moment that he comes on screen in the car through to the very end of the movie, Chevy Chase again. This was where he was kind of like starting to tail off with his career. All those huge eighties comedies that he'd done, like the Fletch films, Spies Like Us. I don't know, Funny Farm, A Vacation Invisible. Itself. Invisible Man. Invisible Man. That was, I think that was like the 1990 or something like that. That was kind of this, where his career had started to, <laughs> yeah. excuse me, had started to tail off. But um, Caddyshack. Caddyshack as well. Loads of Chevy Chase films that were a huge, he was a real bankable star in the 80s. But come the 90s, he started to fizzle out. And mm -hmm. I know that he wasn't the most popular actor to work with in Hollywood. Maybe that had something to do with it. But it was great that he managed to get this third movie in before his star started to, to dwindle. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you too. Uh, and on the other end of that, I will choose for my best character is Cousin Eddie. Just can't believe you're actually standing here in my living room, Eddie. Mm. <laughs> I think this is the movie that establishes Cousin Eddie as one of the funniest supporting characters in the series. Um, I think, you know, where you find him in, you know, vacation as, you know, this pig and this, this <laughs> annoying, funny uh, second cousin-in-law. Um, but I can tell you, uh, I can't tell you the number of people who remember more Cousin Eddie lines than Clark lines. Yeah, uh, and we'll get to those. We'll get to those. Yeah, uh, but 
yeah, if you have if you have Clark in this movie, and but if you don't have Cousin Eddie, it just goes downhill a little bit. Yeah, he wasn't in the second film, was he? That I remember. No. Well, imagine uh, taking he... him through Europe. <laughs> was he in the Vegas film? I can't remember yes. now. Yep, he is. Okay, yep. I've only seen the Vegas film once, mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't. I can remember whether he was in it or not. But okay, cool. But I give Clark's props because he gets to sleep with uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Funerals. <laughs> Whose outfits in this movie are fantastic. Um, <laughs> Okay, your most annoying character. Um, probably the neighbors are the most annoying. I think Todd and Margo. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're married so. in real life. Uh, by the way, are they really? Yeah, uh, Julia Dreyfus and her husband. That's her okay. husband. Okay. Yeah, they, they're um, yeah, they're, they're they're pretty annoying in this film, aren't they? <laughs> I do like the bit when they're trying to get you know romance each other up, and the Christmas lights come on, and it's like this <laughs> blinding light in their bedroom. But uh, yeah, they're they're, um, they're slightly. I mean, it's, it's just those barbed comments that she makes now and again as as she's walking out of the front door and things. It's yeah, a bit unnecessary. And they probably don't need them in here, really, right? No, no, not like, at all. They're just peripheral characters that are there for gags now and again. Yeah, um, for me, the most annoying character is Uncle Lewis. So what's the matter with you, Uncle Lewis, played by the great William Hickey? Uh, was was a great old-time actor uh, and everyone remembers him like my first experience with William Hickey was Tales from the Dark Side the movie uh, dealing with the cat you know coming back and killing everybody off uh, but in this movie he's really annoying you don't see him until the first moment you see where Clark is watching the home videos and Uncle Lewis opens the truck to his car and uh, young Clark uh goes to touch the presents and lewis slaps his hand away clark's mom gives him a cookie in the in the video in the film and he just looks at it and just gives it to somebody else like i'm not gonna eat this shit <laughs> but he ruins clark's christmas doesn't he yeah that is the 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 one part where he burns the tree grizz go get my stogie <laughs> but he is funny he is funny in this movie but he's also the most annoying what else we got we got next the best Clark mishap. Oof. Okay, Let's go ahead, Darren. Your best mishap. I, I think it's when he's when he's, he spends a kind of good sort of ten minutes messing around in the loft. Um, but before he goes up there, he's, it's that old fashioned. It's just a, a stupid old fashioned pratfall of him pulling down the loft roof and the stairs coming out and smashing him in the face. For me, that looks absolutely excruciatingly painful. Oh. <laughs> Even if it was a stunt double. Yeah, and to the point that every time I do that, my, my uh, wife's mum's house has got exactly the same thing. And every time my wife says, can you go into my mum's loft? I'm like, I dread it. Because I, all I think about is Clark getting smashed in the chops by those ladders coming out. So, yeah, that's probably um, my favourite Clark mishap. It's tortured me. It's scarred me for life at that moment. <laughs> uh, my best Clark mishap. The one part that scares me to death, as a person who hangs Christmas lights up during the holiday season, is the ladder scene where he just falls down straight. 
Yeah. And yeah. I've been on those moments where I don't like, ladies, I'm not a, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not afraid of heights, but I'm afraid of being unstable more so than I am on the ground. Uh, I, I don't like ricketiness. I don't like anything swaying where I'm not going to be able to, you know, hold my balance. And when I, every time that ladder falls down straight, he's like, huh, what just happened? Uh, and I, I always like either turn my head or clinch my cheeks, you know, because <laughs> I, you know, I would just, uh, and falling off roofs is he can gotten into so much pain and he could have been paralyzed. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, my favorite mishap is him just trying to get all those lights together. So your best line in this film? Well, it'll have to, it would have to be Clark's rants, right? <laughs> I mean, my best line is, is probably where he gets his Jolly of the Month Club uh, from uh, you know, from his boss. And he tells that his boss is, uh, I can't do it. I, I can't do the rant. But uh, Darren, please, if he can, put it up. It's like two <laughs> minutes. They tell us he's a, a, a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, <laughs> arrogant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> that was good! Because <laughs> if we put the other one up there, we'd probably, you know, get a copyright strike. Yeah, right? we'd we'll get so. a strike if we put the whole thing in. <laughs> That, to me, that's the best line of this movie. I mean, but yeah. you could you could pick a number of them, but to me, that explains. Well, everything. again, I I kind of go for those kind of smaller ones that are probably more more people would chuckle at mm-hmm. rather than kind of belly laugh at. But I'd like some of the more stupid lines in this film. One of them's when he's carving the turkey, <laughs> just after it's burst open, and <laughs> and uh, Eddie turns around and goes, "Save the neck for me, Clark." <laughs> Um, and the other one is towards the end of the film when E.G. Marshall who's his father-in-law yes um, his letter arrives and he goes into the lounge to to open it and E.G. Marshall goes what's that a letter confirming your reservation at the nut house (laughs) He's always taking the piss out of him, isn't he? Even when the lights, you know, he comes out, looks at the lights, he goes, the lights aren't twinkling. Oh, I know, I know, Art, but thanks for noticing. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> your confirmation, your stay at the nut house. A letter confirming your reservation at the nut house? <laughs> if they know your father, they'll be all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> It's a funny film, a really yeah. funny film. Um, so next, we're um, we decided because there's no kills in this film or or, or anything like that. We decided to go for uh, the funniest cousin Eddie moment. Um, oh. So Frank, <laughs> uh, take it my, away. My favorite uh, cousin Eddie moment. I mean, everyone's probably going to say "Merry Christmas," you know, shitterful that whole time. You know, he's dumping it in the sewer. <laughs> but for me. It's when they're going um, sleigh riding. I don't know if I ought to go sailing down no hill with nothing between the ground and my brain but a piece of government plastic. <laughs> but the one thing he says is, uh, now I'm going to go on a you know, 
favorite Cousin Eddie line here, but is that every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I pissed my pants and forget who I was for about an hour or so. Trying to explain to Clark on why he can't go down with all that polymer <laughs> crap on the sled. <laughs> and we find out why. <laughs> oh, now, dude. But your favorite moment. Favorite Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie moment. And you mentioned it that everybody would say this and i'm gonna say it i don't care because this is a line that it's the build-up it's the whole scene chevy chase and beverly d'angelo are looking out of the window embracing oh the silent majesty of a winter's morn the clean cool chill of the holiday air and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer (laughs) 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 and it just cuts outside and we get that bloody brilliant line of Merry Christmas Shitter was full <laughs> Merry Christmas Shitter was full <laughs> which <laughs> somebody played a tuba um, which that line you can actually buy merchandise now with that line on it you know cups t-shirts mouse mats all this kind of stuff and it's something that, that my mum loves this film and she watches it every year. Um, but it is her favourite moment as well, is the, <laughs> the fact that he's emptying this chemical toilet into the street. <laughs> it's just <laughs> splashing everywhere. Um, it, Cousin Eddie, fantastic. And even his intro, you know, when he first... Because he just doesn't he doesn't arrive. He's just there. Clark's admiring his um, his his Christmas decoration fruits of his labor. Yeah. And, and, and kind of having a, an, an emotional moment with his family because it's Christmas and they're all there. And, uh, Eddie's just at the end of the line, looking at it all, admiring it with them. And it's Clark's face when he realizes that now is cousin Eddie Clark's brother or Beverly and D'Angelo's brother. Catherine is, um, Beverly's second cousin. Right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I couldn't okay. remember. Um, Catherine yeah, would he, actually be Art's cousin. So yeah, cousin Eddie's there for the ride. It's it's you know if he hadn't have been in this film, I don't believe it would have been as funny as what it is. Yeah. I think the mixture of Chevy Chase and Randy Quaid is fantastic. And what I do like about it is that <laughs> Randy Quaid. And cousin Eddie aren't too far removed at all. <laughs> I don't think there's actually much acting going on there. When you see what's been happening to Randy Quaid over the past few years, oh, yeah, you know, sad. with him turning his back on Hollywood and just kind of going his own way in life, hermit life. Yeah, yeah. Which I think good on him if he wants to do that, you know. Um, but yeah, the, he seems to have kind of like metamorphosized into Cousin Eddie over the last few years, which is I don't know whether it's really sad or really cool. <laughs> you surprised, Clark? If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> the most sentimental moment, okay. Frank. For me, my most sentimental moment is Clark telling his boss off and telling him he's doing this for everybody you've backstabbed for the good part of you know 10 plus years that anyone has ever put their blood sweat and tears into your company and it's at that moment the one person that doesn't believe in him his father-in-law art gets up and basically stands behind his son-in-law and then his whole family follows suit yeah 
Yeah. And that's when, I guess, uh, Mr. Shirley, who reminded me that he owned a tent camp and uh, a camping site in uh, the first movie. Man, he's coming up in the world now. He's a big Chicago executive. We like to send out a mailer. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's that moment where his family actually comes together. Yeah. yeah. Especially his father-in-law, who's been, like I said, been taking the piss at him probably for the whole, his whole life. <laughs> um, but something tells me that you don't want to mess with Cousin Eddie when he's mad. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Clark. But yeah, that like I said, that moment when you see E.G. Marshall stand up, yeah, and just be like, yeah. he's he's the right family man to do this, and you're a piece yeah. of shit for not giving out. And everyone tells Mister Shirley he's a piece of shit. Basically, you know, when they find <laughs> out, clearly the cops. <laughs> isn't it Bill Murray's brother? Yes, yep. it is. Brian. Yep. Yes. Brian. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most sentimental moments for me is we have that kind of interlude where Clark, as I said before, is sort of rummaging around in, in in his attic space for for quite some time and there's all sorts of slapstick going on in and around that sequence we get this moment where he finds some old sort of cine film and and starts to play it on the wall in the in the attic and um yeah it's 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 kind of from Christmases in the 50s isn't it when he was a kid and Ray Charles and playing his, in the background yeah with his dad and he's kind of getting emotional watching it and it's not for you know, for any sort of giggle or anything like that. Apart from there is a payoff at the end where he kind of falls through the roof. <laughs> it is a sentimental moment, and he's kind of reliving Christmas pasts with his, you know, with his family and and hoping and wishing that, that the Christmas that he's about to go through is as kind of warm and as happy as it was back then. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, yeah, that for me was probably quite a touching moment, which you don't get too many of in in the vacation movies but yeah it's uh it was for me that was the most sentimental moment in the film you're trying to make christmas better for everybody and trying to relive the magic of what you had like you said like like what was good when you were a kid you're trying to make sure your kids and your family have the same um appreciation for what not only that you do but the same joy that you can give them yeah 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 Funniest moment? Funniest moment for me, and I have a couple. There again, they're, they're, they're sort of small um, little moments within the film, rather than huge set pieces. Um, I think there's a moment where he's we're first introduced to his boss um, in the office, and I think Clark's friend is telling him that he might be in line for some sort of promotion, um, and the boss comes down the corridor tells him he wants a report on his desk later that day with regards to something that he's designed i can't remember what yeah. it was it's a it's a varnish that goes over your cereal to make sure that it doesn't get soggy oh that's a it's a crisping it's formula like a, isn't it it's or like something. paint <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but it's that moment when the boss leaves with all his kind of entourage <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Kiss your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you giggle every time. It does. It's and it's just, just again a stupid moment that I always remember laughing at a lot as a kid just just and it was probably chevy chase that just did that off the top of his head it's probably something that wasn't scripted at all 
Um, but I think in terms of a sort of larger sort of set piece, I think the kind of farce that is um, setting up the Christmas lights um, uh, on his house with all the different plugs and sockets and the toing and froing and the, the big ball of tangled lights and, mm-hmm. and until we get that kind of hallelujah moment when everything comes on and sort of blinds all the neighbours, I guess, is, is one of the funniest moments in the film. For me, it's the Christmas dinner scene and everything leading up to it and at the end of it. Um, particularly, snots <laughs> underneath the table. Oh, he's just yakking on a bone. He got it up. He's all right now. We call Eddie. him snots because he has a sinal condition we haven't figured <laughs> out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Who absolutely loves Clark. He yeah. loves Clark. Uh, is it Rottweiler or something? He's a, yep, he's a Rottweiler. Um, <laughs> and he saves Christmas. Snots saved Griswold Christmas because he went after that damn squirrel. And then he yeah. actually attacked the neighbor. Um, but it's it's the whole dinner scene, you know. Uh, you know, give me some more piece of that turkey. It is good, you know. And everyone's there <laughs> chewing on it. Like, but yes, yeah, that dinner scene because you know that turkey opening up. Which you, I, I've sent you pictures of my Thanksgiving turkey, and you replied back every moment with the, you know, that thing <laughs> opening up. It's a delicious damn turkey. Damn it. Um, I've never heard of anybody deep frying a turkey like that though before. That's what got me. Oven cook them. Tough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's the it's the dinner scene, uh, especially snots because I'm a snots fan. You know, <laughs> snots saves Christmas. Oh well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of Christmas. Christmas is about to begin officially, which means it's the end of the twelve days of Christmas for the slaughter lamb. This was exhausting. <laughs> It was a lot of work trying to do this before, you know, in, within the month of December. There's a lot of hours we've been recording and editing, and but it's been worth it. I've really enjoyed it. Um, but for those of you that are more horror fans, um, we're going to switch back to that in the new year and pump out a lot more horror content. So the comedy, we're comedied out for a while, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, back to the gooey stuff. But, you know, we got a Christmas present for the audience coming up right before Christmas. We're going to give them something. Yeah. So that's actually, you and I are actually more, I guess, it's more personal between you and me. Mm. We're not yeah. going to do, you know, the best and worst of. We're taking a break and we're going to do some Christmas cheer and uh, maybe make some fun, make fun of each other, you know, while doing it. Uh, but I can't wait. I yeah, can't wait we'll, to do it. We'll be back in the next few days, I think. Not quite sure when, whether it's Christmas Day or Boxing Day or, or whenever. Um, but we'll be back with a little kind of Christmas, uh, Christmas delight, I guess. <laughs> I am sending Darren a deep fried turkey. Hopefully, he gets there all moist. And he sent me something. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, okay. But we're going to do some some unwrapping of gifts, I guess. Yep, ladies and gentlemen. As always, stick to the roads. And the best of luck. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>